Welcome to the show. Welcome to your Thought Life podcast. I am your host, Michael Anderson. On this podcast, we help people overcome mindset challenges to fast track personal and professional success. If you haven't already, do subscribe and follow the podcast so you don't miss any of the episodes that are released on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. For each of you who have taken the time to leave us a review, thank you so much for that act of love. And do know that we appreciate your support of this podcast. What really holds us back is our topic for today. And it would seem with a topic like this that we would say to ourselves, what really holds us back? As you kind of prepare to think about the steps that I'm going to give you that really outline this, I would like for you to literally rewind and truly ask yourself, what is it that's holding you back? Is it something to do with your appearance? Is it something to do with your skill sets? Is it something to do with your perceived inabilities? Do you struggle with automatic negative thinking? Do you have performance anxiety? Do you feel the need to embrace what everybody may be thinking or saying? Or maybe it's something from your past or your childhood, your upbringing, a bad experience. All of us are going to wrestle with something or another that's going to act as a barrier to our progression. We desire to move forward. This impediment desires to keep us exactly where we are. And more importantly, if we're in one of those negative cycles where we're experiencing the same old, same old, day by day, week by week, month by month, and we desire to get out but don't know what to look for, today's your day. I'm going to be sharing exactly what you should look for. Before we do that, let's think about or imagine, if you will, a life that's filled with joy peace, and fulfillment, a life that's within reach, within grab, and totally available to you if you make some changes. As we sort of think about today, looking into thoughts, beliefs, and perhaps some patterns that we have found ourselves operating in on a day-to-day basis, I just want you to know that there's hope. And I'm going to be giving you a good dose of that in just a few moments. At the same time, I do want you to understand that when we have impediments, stagnation, things that are acting like I shared earlier as barriers to our progression, we are most certainly going to be influenced by those as well as our past and our upbringing and the things we don't like about ourselves, and the things we feel like we should be doing better, and the whole host or the whole gamut of finger-pointing that we do at ourselves. But here's the silver lining. As you go through these, you're honest with your assessments. There's just 10 items, and I'm going to breeze through them fairly quickly. If you're honest with yourself, this is going to give you a very nice little roadmap to capitalize on the things that are working for you, then to start the process of undoing some of these that I'm going to make mention of that no longer serve you. That's it. Let's get started with my all-time favorite, which is the fear of failure. 
this is a significant barrier for a very large swash of the population. These types of fears that we have, fear of failure, fear of the unknown, fear of what others may think, fear that is predicated on indecision that spurs doubt. This is one of those guys that will literally paralyze us and prevents us from doing any strategic risk-taking whatsoever. It will not permit us. It will literally hold us captive in this place we call the comfort zone, the safe zone. I want you to remember the words of Tony Robbins, who cites, the only limit to your impact is your imagination and commitment. When we're thinking about what could go wrong, what may go wrong, what they may say, how I might not do it like 100% the first time, and I'm somewhat bound by these childhood academia standards of A, B, C, and D, and I think I'm not going to score well. Those are self-imposed limitations that we can just literally release from and let go of today. We can say to ourselves, that is not going to be the case for me anymore. I am going to take risks. I'm going to move outside of my safe zone. Whatever happens just happens. I will accept that when it occurs, but I'm not going to stifle or stump myself before I even try by these paralyzing fears. It's okay to make mistakes. When you make mistakes, you're actively involved in something. <laughs> if you're never making any mistakes because you're not doing anything, don't be fearful of failure. This is a tremendous tool to help us to do things smarter the second time if necessary. How about negative self-talk and limiting beliefs? How do you speak to yourself when you're all alone and you're having a chit-chat with you about your personal life, about your goals, about your profession, about things that you desire to so-called get onto and implement as part of your bucket list? What types of things are you saying to yourself? Are you being harsh and critical? Are you speaking down to yourself? Is your negative self-talk so potent that you replay it every single day, almost like a broken record? Or did you have someone in your childhood that spoke lifeless words into your existence, and now you feel like you are limited in some way? like you have capabilities that you're lacking, limitations, again, that don't permit you to do anything, maybe even worse, a limited mindset where you think what you got right now is all you ever have, and that's just your plight. I want you to know that both of those are lies. The negative self-talk, that's just a protective mechanism to keep you in the safe zone. The limiting beliefs, those were lies that were told to you, you just have to accept them as such. Mark a day, mark a time, and become a different version of yourself on that date certain. When they try to come back, you simply share with them that you're not welcomed here anymore. We're not the same person either. And where we're going, you're not going with us because you are limited. This new version is no longer limited. Maybe some people will have a difficult time with not having a purpose that's defined in a vision. You don't know what your big idea is for your life. You don't have 
a life goal that's written down. You don't have long-term objectives that are planned out for your existence while you're here on earth. What's going to be your legacy? What will you be remembered for? What significant events or contributions will you make to society such that when you're gone, the people will be able to look back and go, wow, that was incredible what you did. Sometimes we just don't know, and that's totally fine. But now is the day for us to take an earnest look at this and cease from drifting through life without these plans and purposes. Develop them today. As early as today, if you don't have this, mark this as the one that you're going to work on. Think through what you want to be when you get big. That's what we used to say when we were little. When you grow up, you want to be what? When you reach your pinnacle, you want to have achieved what? Think through that. Document it and put a long-term strategy together. And then some short-term objectives to go with it. And then get yourself an accountability partner and start getting on it. Some of us have resistance to change. Why is that? Well, we're kind of okay with the status quo. Mediocrity has become a part of what we are and what we do. It's a cycle. It's a cyclical effect. Maybe you're like me and you saw this, your upbringing, and that is your default load. That's your baseline for life. And you just feel like, hey, This is all well and good. This is normal for me and my family. And I'm here to tell you that although that might have been the norm, you can break the cycle. You can do something different to create a separate and distinct set of circumstances for you and your children. And it's not even that hard. The resistance to change is just you flipping a lever in your mind that says, I'm okay with change. There's one constant thing in life, and that is change. And I'm cool with that. I am now willing to ebb and flow with life. And I'm going to get out and I'm going to try some things to see what really motivates me, to see what really makes me feel good, recharges my battery, gives me something that I can do in the way of contribution for everyone around me. Then there's the folks who have comparisons. You're looking at the Joneses, as they used to say. You're looking at the things that you're swell at or not so swell at. And you're looking at your good friend who seems to just be naturally gifted in darn near everything. And you're saying things like, why can't I be like? How come I don't have gifts like? Why is it that I struggle with? See, all of these comparative models, they degrade who you feel you actually are. It's an identity hit. And when you have an identity hit, that goes really, really deep. So much so that you would expect to find markers of this in the subconscious. As you're going through the day, you're constantly being bombarded with marketing of all sorts and of all types. You see all of these luxury or luxurious settings. You see all of these big, pretty homes. You see all of these beautiful cars. You see people on some of what looks like the most fantastic vacations ever. You see people looking their absolute best online in some really super duper cool places. There's people around you 
who are being elevated and moved up in their careers. And others are having just a phenomenal amount of personal success. What do you do? You look at your life. You don't see those things and you feel less than. You are not less than. It's just that you have a different race. And it's just that you have some of these other things that we just talked about. So by clearing up some of these other things and releasing from the comparative models, you can begin to see who you are, what you're capable of. While you may have some things you want to improve upon, as we all do, you can begin to really embrace what you're good at. And that can leapfrog you forward when you capitalize on it appropriately. For a long time, I didn't practice healthy lifestyle choices, which is number six. I didn't work out after I got out of the military and I got a little chubby. I started drinking beer, a lot of beer. (laughs) I started to have some health problems. One thing you know, now I'm not sleeping so hot. Now we have a cascading effect where there's a downward cycle. Does this play on your psyche? Does this have some sort of mental capacity hit, you better believe it does. Does this start to make you feel differently about yourself? You better believe it does. This one's easy. (laughs) I say that, but it's hard to go to the gym for a lot of people. But all we have to do is do some high-intensity training for eight minutes, just eight minutes, five times a day. Or if you don't want to do that, walk for 22 minutes a day, just 22 minutes. Then ease off the brewskis, (laughs) have yourself some chamomile tea at night, start getting a good night's rest, behave yourself, tame yourself so you're not having too much fun on the weekends, starting off your Mondays in a deficit, then watch what you're eating. Certainly, if you smoke cigarettes, let those go. I used to smoke. 2006, I quit. One of the most fantastic things I could have done for myself. We're talking about unhealthy lifestyles, and we want to reverse that to healthy lifestyle and healthy lifestyle practices. Now let's talk about self-reflection, dedicated cycles that you spend in a quiet, quality setting, just really getting to know yourself, taking the time to come to know what makes you tick, what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, what are people saying that you're good at? What would you desire to improve upon? Where have you had some tremendous successes? And what are some things that are attempting to hold you back? This is self-reflection. This is us digging into our psyche, into our biases, into what all of the components that make us us to include our identity and peeling those layers back. Let's not leave out our past. There's things that we haven't dealt with. All of these things come together to create the current version. And what we're trying to do is determine what's holding us back. There's no better way to really get our arms around this topic than some good old-fashioned self-reflection, looking at, coming to understand who we are. Now, some of us are going to have financial stress, and financial stress creates this internal struggle where we have a desire to do better, but maybe we don't have the skill sets. Maybe we made some bad financial decisions and we're undergoing the consequences of that. Or perhaps you grew up like I did and you had 
a scarcity mindset for a very long time and you're in the process of releasing from it, but there's still been a little damage done that you got to police up. Financial stability is crucial for your well-being. And if you're struggling, it's going to create stressors. When you have stressors, now we're right back to number six with these unhealthy practices. If your body is stressed, it cannot heal. Stay in a state where you can't heal for a long time, then you get dis-ease or disease. If you need help with your financials, most banks will allow you to partner with somebody to help you with good financial planning. There's an abundance of information now for free on the internet, not saying that you can trust everyone, but there is a way for you to sift through all of the advice that's out there to get good sound advice and simply follow it, be disciplined around it, stop charging stuff on your credit cards if you're a charger. Then what about work-life balance? What things are we doing to make certain that we're tipping the scales right about even, 50-50, 50% work, 50% life stuff that makes us feel good, that recharges us, that has fulfillment, that gives us the ability to keep moving forward in a very healthy manner, that keeps the family construct strong and viable, that helps us to remain free from low-level vibrations, disease, and stressors. Burnout is a real thing. I've experienced it two times climbing the corporate ladder. As a young director, I was going overboard to impress everyone I could in the hopes that I'd get that VP break. And then once I got to the VP level, then I could truly in earnest have a viable chance of getting into a C-level position. It took me a long time to do that. And I literally put on a lot of gray hairs and experience to my previous point, two formats that we call burnout absolute emptiness, lost a couple of marriages too. So this is a real thing. This is something that we got to really think through in earnest. If we find that they're out of balance, there's no delay. Do not delay. Take the time to take the necessary steps to free yourself from the imbalance. Then the final thing is you may have some relationship quality issues. When you're in a healthy relationship with someone, with a group of people, with a cohort, with a mastermind, it should be that you all energize each other. It should be a positive situation for the most part. Will you tackle some low-level vibrations from time to time? Absolutely. It's just being human. But are they prolonged? No, they're not. What we need our quality relationships. We need to be around and doing life with people who are up to the same stuff we're up to. And if you're on a self-discovery, a self-discipline, a self-development journey, and you're around people who are doing the opposite, you're not going to be able to do this very long before you get pulled right back into your old patterns and your old beliefs, and your old habits. Therefore, it is necessary for each of us to cultivate 
healthy, fulfilling relationships that work for us and not against us. Science says that practicing gratitude has numerous benefits, family, including happiness, optimism, and better health. As a daily practice, take a hard, close look at the amount of time you spend in a gracious mindset, being grateful for such things that you have and practicing gratitude on a day-to-day basis will certainly help you with all of the things that we've talked about today. In closing, I just, I would be remiss if I didn't tell you that understanding what holds us back is the first step toward true empowerment. This locus of control is internal to you. It has nothing to do with your environment, well, your external environment. This is all your internal environment of which you have full control of. The process of becoming aware through self-reflection, as we discussed, and being proactive with releasing from some of the things that we've shared today is going to foster for you a tremendous amount of resilience, your ability to bounce back quickly, and allow you to continue to grow. If you're growing, then you're steadily going or turning green. If you're not growing, you're just kind of like light brown, that wheat color, and you're just kind of stuck there. We don't want you to be stuck there. We want you to be green and growing. By addressing these 10 items, family, there's a tremendous opportunity for you to finally, once and for all, put together the steps, the roadmap, as I shared in the intro, for you to overcome obstacles, discover your true meaning, so you have nothing in your pathway that's holding you back. Thanks for tuning in, and that concludes this episode. I appreciate your time and your attention. You can reach me on IG at Your Thought Life, Y-O-R Thought Life, no spaces. I want to remind you that you are enough, you can do it, and you are uniquely equipped to realize your goals. And until next time, take care and be safe.